And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. Today, boys, is Sunday, uh, and it's uh, it's a nice, uh, well, it's actually kind of hot out there. You guys been outside tonight? Yeah. yeah it's yeah, 90 degrees. Yeah. yeah, I just got back in from being outside, actually, mm-hmm. about a half hour ago. Yeah, I, I was, and I I got out in, in the morning. Uh, but uh, obviously it had warmed up and yeah, windy and hot. Wow, it's yeah. a it's, it's an uh, on one. But yeah. hey, I'll take it for the kind of as we push towards the end of September. Yeah, probably yeah. The, probably the na- night uh, last like hot day of the year. I'd say I yeah. got a feeling this will be it. Yeah, uh, I think so too. So big weekend this weekend, guys. Uh, well, me and Dave went to the game last night. We're going to talk about that game a little bit later. Uh, Connor, you were not there. Uh, I wasn't. You were, you were at a uh, was it a wedding? Yeah, I was at a, a friend's uh, wedding where um, where my wife was actually the maid of honor. So oh, there you go. Um, so yeah, we were we were there, but uh, I got to see the the first half on TV and some of the second half too. So so that was kind of cool. Good deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a nice like uh, Dave and I were there, and it was a good crowd. Um, and we're going to talk about there was some controversy before the game even happened uh, with the supporters group. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, because uh, Dave and I did end up going to Dual Citizen before the game and saw some of the old T&E guys that we know and uh, had a little conversation with some of those guys. Um, other than that, you know, we had uh, – I sent you guys a picture. We had uh, Seagull's Prairie Fest here yesterday, yeah. guys. And it's a yeah. one-day festival here in Otsego. It's kind of, kind of nice. It's not your usual, typical, like, fair stuff or whatever. They just have a couple booths here and there and food and a, a – uh, beer garden and normally at this beer garden guys it's just coors light i mean that is what they have this year i went up there and they had coors light they had uh white claw of course because all the women are drinking the white claws now right then they had a mystery uh, uh bin mystery craft beer bin and so for your ticket you go up there and they give you a mystery beer out of the out of the the, the hopper and um I was talking to the guy there and he said that, I guess one of the guys who's in the um, lions in our area, he is a, what was he a brewery? He is a canning guy or something like that. So he ends up with all these extra craft beers for canning lines that they use. So he brought all these craft beers out there and then they had prize, which I was amazed that prize beer was served at the Atsigo uh, lions fest or Atsigo Prairie fest. So yeah, it was a good time. Uh, they had food trucks out there, uh, lobster, lobster uh, rolls for twenty six dollars. Uh, wow, which, from where? Yeah, it's some lobster food truck. Um, but uh, yeah, nice time. My my daughter played soccer beforehand at that park, and so there's a lot of soccer players there. And then afterwards, and it was it's a good time. So, um, but I guess after that, then Dave and I ended up going out of the game. But, um, yeah, it was a great day. Just a fantastic Saturday that I had yesterday. Um, we are drinking today, guys, even though it is Sunday. Um, Dave, do you have something new? I mean, you haven't been this now. This is Dave's first time on the podcast, actually, from his house in almost two, two months, over two months, over. Yeah, it'd be over yeah. two months now. So, yeah, I was yep. telling you guys before we started, it's actually great to be sitting here at home 
you know, and not sitting in a hotel room 7,000 miles away. Even though I was grateful to have the opportunity to jump on with you guys uh, for at least a majority of the pods that I was gone. Yeah. But it is awesome. It is amazing to be back. I'm still in a bit of a fog. Uh, due to the jet lag, I'm still a little bit tired. Uh, Tony saw that last night, but oh, that I might did. have had something to do with the beer last more night. So yeah. than, might have had something more to do with the beer than the jet lag last night. But uh, no, I, I'm still, I'm just clear. I'm, now I've been home for what, uh, three, four days. And so I'm starting to get better every day. And so, yeah, it's yeah. great. There you go. I do have a beer. I do have a Minnesota beer for the first time in two weeks. Oh, and geez. Yeah, that's right. I, I didn't, I didn't, that didn't even cross my mind. I wasn't even drinking uh during the china podcast because it was yeah. in the early morning for me sure. and even if i even if i didn't have to go into the plant it was still the the whole having a beer at 6 a.m didn't really uh do it for me so i am not going with a new beer i uh, i am going with one of my favorites though one of my favorite breweries and one of my favorite beers from that brewery i ended up going with contains bees um from inbound and so it's certainly oh. a beer i believe i'll probably even sample it on this pod but if you know because i've had several beers from inbound on the pod but if i haven't had this one specifically on the pod i've certainly talked about it and i've certainly uh, had it before but it is one of my favorites that inbound offers it's it's kind of on their i guess you'd call it seasonal rotation it's a av- i feel like it's available most of the year at least in uh, liquor stores but you know i was just reading up on it a little bit just to see if I could get any insight and apparently it's not available all the time but it's definitely in their rotation as far as seasonally uh, available early, you know, early spring through, I would assume, you know, now the fall, obviously I just picked it up, uh, uh yesterday, but, uh, it is a great, um, it's just a blonde ale, but I don't know with, with it's got actual, uh, real Minnesota honey in it as far. And it also has that creamy, like peanut butter taste to it. So it is, it is a flavor overload. It's really, it's, if you're looking for a beer that tastes delicious, you know, it's not, a classic blonde ale, but boy, it's got a good taste to it. If you like uh, honey and peanut butter and it's uh, comes in at 5.2%. So it's, it's not going to knock you out. Um, and yeah, it's just really refreshing, really smooth. And it has a lot of flavor. Well, that's uh two weeks in a row. Now we have inbound on the podcast because yeah. last week I had inbound, you got inbound this week. So, well, cool, man. Uh, Connor, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking a new brewery again, guys. Ooh, um, nice. Uh, Dave, I, I will say though, I was looking in my fridge to, to see what, uh, beers to bring on the podcast today. And, uh, inbound was actually the one I was, uh, looking actually one of the ones I was looking at. I ended up not going with them this time. Uh, but, um, I'm going with, uh, the young American pale ale and it's from bald man brewing company. Bald man. Um, yep. Down in, uh, Egan, Minnesota. So yep. if you ever, uh, if you're ever going south on 77, just south of uh, the Mall of America, you'll go across the river and then you'll look onto the uh, just past the bridge at 13. You'll look to the left and you can actually see it from the highway over there. Nice. Um, it's a really nice tap room. Um, as I said before, I open I I open the beer and I don't, I haven't had the beer that long because uh, but uh, it must um, something must have happened to it because it exploded when I opened it. Uh, but it's very, very good. Um, it's kind of, it, it's a little bit light for a pale ale, I would say. Uh, it's definitely got the kind of hoppy malt or malty uh, taste to it. Um, it is, see, I tried finding, oh, there it is. Uh, it's only, it's only um, 5.1. 
Mm-hmm. So it's uh, so it's fairly easy drinking. Um, yeah, it's it's just a it's it's kind of right up the the pale ale alley there. It's there's nothing really uh, unique about it, but it's tasty. Uh, so um, here's how they who, here's how they dis- describe it here. They say bready malt found uh, the bready malt foundation combined with a fresh Minnesota grown hops creates a crisp and classic American pale ale all night. You will want to drink young American. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's very, very good. And it has a picture of an Eagle on the front there. So there you it's, go. of course uh, young American. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guys, I went with a, a brew we've had on the podcast before I, I have Bauhaus. house. Um, I went with their rind flare and uh, it is a watermelon ghost. Um, I will say this of all the bar houses I've had, uh, this one is probably not up there in terms of my favorites. Um, I'm not a big watermelon guy to begin with, especially when it comes to beers. Um, and this one just, it just doesn't hit the right way for me. Um, but it's only 5% and the IBUs are six. Uh, so the thing has absolutely no hops in it whatsoever it's just it's it's kind of like drinking a it's kind of like drinking a hard seltzer i mean that's what i'm tasting out of it uh but it's all right for Bauhaus. i and i have problems with their beers i'll still drink it um yeah Bauhaus like... is a, a good staple over there in st paul mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so you had Bauhaus just a couple weeks ago, I think, too. I did. I bought this uh, 12 pack, this variety pack from them. So I'm trying right. to clean out through those and get them out of my fridge so I can put new stuff in there. Um, nice. Unfortunately, I don't have much space in my fridge anymore out in the garage because it's full of um, sparkling, or, uh, what do you call it? Hard seltzers and that. Hard type seltzers. Of oh, yeah. Because that's what everything that's my wife, my mother in law, and my sister in law, they all drink those now. So, yeah, my wife's a big fan of those, too. Yeah. So, so you, your wife, your wife has kind of moved over to the hard seltzers, like uh, your your uh, sister in law. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They all moved over to the hard seltzers. I mean, when we go out to um, Boondocks every once in a while, my mother in law will still have a Coors Light there sometimes. Because I, I thought Kelly was the same way or yeah. as far as drinking Coors Light over hard yeah. seltzer, but yeah. yeah, yeah, it's winning a lot of people over. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw saw some great spots. Speaking of hard seltzer, like that, you know, of course. Uh, I think there's a like pumpkin spice. Oh yeah, uh, Bud Light hard seltzer. Oh out, yeah, which is just uh, hilarious. yeah, it's hilarious. So, you know, it's a sign of the times. Where as we get mm. here close to Halloween and in the fall, but it's just gross. unbelievable. Gross, gross. Yeah, it sounds um, horrible. No. Yeah, no. Um, so we got some games to talk about, guys. Two games, two big games from this week. Wednesday's game against SKC and last night's game against the Galaxy. Uh, before we get into those games, though, we should mention that um, the team did re-sign Chase Gasper for four years, I believe. Was that I think it was four years, wasn't it, guys? That number sounds correct. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the details in front of me, but yeah, oh, it was it was a longer term contract. So, of course, they didn't say how much it was, or at least I didn't see it. Uh, but a lot of people on social media were not happy with that. They think that they should be an upgrade. Um, I personally think chase is fine back there i have no issues with he's kind of 
kind of grown a little bit more this year than the past couple of years. Yeah. He's done a little bit. I think he's yeah. been a little more sturdy and, and steady in that, in that back. Yeah. Um, of course his crossing is still shit, but you know, yeah. and you can't shoot from distance. You can't still. shoot from distance. And, and, but Hey, Hey, he didn't, he didn't uh, earn that contract uh, based off his crossing ability. I can mm-hmm. guarantee you that. Much. Yeah. Good point, no, Dave. And and, to- mm-hmm. and and other, I mean, what we talked a little bit about this last night too, Tony. But yeah, I think that 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 it's all about. I think roster construction in the MLS, and and the thing is, it is essential here for a team, at least right now as we speak in the MLS, to have a roster that has a base of MLS veterans on that team. And yes, yeah. of course you can, you know, you got seven international spots, you got three DP, DP spots where you can really spend up. And I don't know, in, in, to me, you don't, you look at, you look across the league and where are the DP spots typically reserved for? I mean, a majority of them are your, you know, attacking players, you're attacking midfielders right. and, you know, maybe your yeah. box box midfielders and your strikers. I mean, that's where you spend the money. But I, I look at, you know, the fact is it's an important signing because you need, you need players like Chase Gasper. He is, well, he's already a veteran. He's been here, what, for two, three years now. Yep. He's, and what I like about him, he's basically an Ironman. I know he missed a game or two earlier this season here in 2021, but he's been out there basically since he was a rookie and he's played almost every single game. Yep. And he's been very tough and durable. And, and, you know, obviously looking at the rash of injuries that this club has had recently, you know, that's even more important now. So I think it's just important. You can't, you know, you can't make splashes at every, at all 11 spots on your roster. You need to have these kind of guys. And I'm just saying all this, assuming that they didn't have to break the bank to sign him to a four-year no. contract. No. If you know what I mean. No. I'm sure they didn't. So. I'm sure he was, it was not <laughs> that expensive to get him signed. Uh, the key though is guys, their back line is getting older by the minute. I mean, yep. with the exception of Chase Gasper, all the rest of them are over 30. Yep. Um, and they just signed Boxel to a two-year contract. And I get yep. it. They want to have some stability back there. Uh, but Boxel's not getting any younger. Uh, Debassi's not getting any younger. Metnair is not getting any younger. Right. They need to get younger guys back there well, and, and so they can fill in for these guys when they start getting up there in age and mm-hmm. have those injuries and things. So I think that that's a good, really good point, Tony. And I think in, you know, one of the things that this team has done is they went out and drafted um, a lot of defensive players, even in the most recent MLS super draft. And so that's one way to, to address that uh, problem. But I think a lot of people, you know, and what you're talking about there, if there were people disappointing by the signing is I think people do want to go see a splash, say on that back line. And I think, you know, with players like Metnir, I mean, you know, maybe Minnesota has got kind of gotten lucky going the international route. They've had success doing that, you know, finding players like Boxel and Metnir and, you know, yeah. everybody else yeah. that's filled in at, at spots. So I think it's OK. It's not a splash to re-sign Chase Gasper, but it's still important. So it'll be interesting to see how the because these players that they drafted recently, I mean, they I think they. I mean, most of their picks were defensive players, but they're not going to be here at, in this season. Nope. Will they be, you know, will they make an appearance next season? You know, time will tell. Uh, but yeah, you're right. They got to do something sooner rather than later. And I think they're obviously hoping that those younger players will develop soon. Definitely. Um, yeah. Let's talk, guys, about the SKC match. Even though we don't want to, uh, we have to get into it a little bit. There was, we knew that going to this game, we knew that Robin Lud and uh, Ray 
could potentially be back for this game. Okay. Right. Well, the lineups come out and Robin Lud's available, but he's on the bench and Ray is not Ray's nowhere. Yeah. Okay. So before I even get in the starting lineup here, guys, you look at our bench for the SKC game and it's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six guys. And two of those guys are goalies. So we yeah. had four position players available on our bench for a huge midweek match against SKC. And I don't know if we even mentioned this, was it this week or was it last week that the uh, director of sports science was let go? Was that last week? It was week? this and week. This yeah. week. Yeah. So they let the director of sports science go and there's a little bit of a conspiracy going, or, you know, going around that maybe he was let go because all these guys were getting injured during training. Um, and, um, he was let go the same day. I think that Hassani Dotson wound up on the injury list, I believe, yeah. because Hassani was not available for the SKC game. So I don't know if you can blame injuries on the director of sports science. I don't know how, what he's involved in or anything like that, but obviously there's some training issues with this team this year. Right. I mean, huge Un- training. Unreal. unreal. Yeah. Like what yeah. is going on out there? What are yeah. they doing? But you know, I, I, I understand, you know, an injury can happen, you know, anywhere it could have, you know, you could happen walking down the stairs in your own house in the mm-hmm. shower, wherever, but like on the, it's just crazy. The amount of training injuries that this team has gone through in this short of span, really, it's been in, you know, the middle part of the season and it's so incredibly frustrating. Mm-hmm. And as far as, you know, what, uh, what a health science or, or trainer could do. I mean, that's, that's not something I have expertise on, so I won't go into it, but I mean, no. I'll just speculate and say, well, I mean, you know, maybe there, maybe there's, I mean, I, it just sounds silly. I don't know. It's, you know, pre pre-training stretching or whatever the routine is, who knows? I'm not even going to get into it, but yeah, it is incredibly frustrating and it just makes you wonder what the hell's going on out there. It's crazy. Well, so the injuries again, come back to haunt us in the game against SKC because we end up with a not, not a great starting lineup. Uh, we get Adi up front. We get Fragapane, uh, Anu, and Finley um, in the mid, well, attacking mids. We get Will Trap, and then Ja'Cory Hayes is our other midfielder because I think, well, um, Dotson was out with an injury. Mm-hmm. And was Ozzy, he was on – was he on accumulation or was he out with an injury too? I don't even remember. I think Ozzy was on accumulation. Um, and, Gas- and Gasper was accumulation. That's right. Yeah. So Gasper and Ozzy were on accumulation. So they were both out. So in uh, Gasper's place, we had DJ Taylor starting. And then, of course, our normal back line. So we go in SKC, not at full power again, full right. strength. And guys, I mean, if anybody watched the game, which I watched the first half, and then shut it off because I was so disgusted. You could see that the second half. Well, you guys, you could see that this they were it, we couldn't do shit. We were and never in the game. We're never in the game. Yeah, I mean, it was frankly uh, was a it was a goat rodeo. Uh, yeah. I think we had a chance or two in the first like five or six minutes, and then all of a sudden it was like, but SKC said, well, we're just going to take this game over, and they did. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it's. One of those things where, yeah, I mean, when it was this past Wednesday night is recorded now here on Sunday evening, but I, I was actually literally traveling home that evening. And and by the time I got settled in and was able to turn it on, they were already down for nothing. And it was in yeah. the second half. But I mean, going knowing that 
you know, knowing that game on Wednesday in SK, SKC, I mean, it's, you're looking at back after Seattle, you're back to back, you know, hostile, not only hostile places to play, tough places to play. Um, you know, you're talking about two, you know, the cream of the crop in the West, basically at this point, you know, the best teams in the West, back to back Seattle and K- SKC. I guess the only thing I was thinking was, you know, wow, it, you know, it sucked. The, the result sucked in, in Seattle losing, but they lost one, nothing, one nil there. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, well, maybe this team has a chance, even though, yeah, then you got the yellow card accumulations with Gasper and Ozzy. That just makes things worse. Plus the, the injuries you already mentioned. And so, but even knowing that I thought, okay, well, you know what, you know, stranger things have happened. They went down there to, uh, is it, it's still children, children's mercy park. They went down children's there mercy last, park. Yep. Uh, year. They went down there last year in the playoffs as an underdog and, and, and got a result. So yep. I, I, I wasn't like thrown in the towel before the match started, but boy, it didn't take long. It was, yeah, it was, it was yeah. brutal. Uh, Adrian, Anu tried, tried and tried again to score a goal and he kept missing every place. I mean, he could not sniff the goal on those shots. Yeah. Gosh, if you want to talk about positives, was that it that at least Minnesota had some early opportunities and Mm -hmm. you know, the, it's a very cliche. I think we can use, you know, the cliche, the cliche of goals change games. I think we could say that about the LA galaxy game as well, but uh, Mm -hmm. you know, that could that be a positive that Anu actually had some quality chances, but again, it's, it's been a curse of this team all year long. Yeah, you could look at it as a positive, but it's it's a very small positive out of that game because if you lose a game four nil, you're not really looking at a lot of other things. No. Um, but uh, I mean, you you love to see Anu getting stuck in, but it was it, it paled in comparison to the rest of the game. Um, I have, so I I can safely say I wasn't really I in my opinion I wasn't really paying attention to the fact that Anu was uh, getting a few chances, but uh, it's just uh, it, in his first, I mean, I, I like you, Tony, I shut off the game after the first half because I was just so like, why would I watch this game anymore? Yeah. They have to pull off a miracle to come back. I mean, I would have liked to see a miracle, but. But, you um, even, but Connor, you I mean, even in the first half, yeah. um, you, you knew there wasn't going to be a miracle because just the way the guys were playing. Oh yeah, Again, the the they midfield, were midfield was disjointed because it was Will Trap uh, and uh, Ja'Cory uh, Hayes. Hayes in the middle. Uh, so again, Will Trap has got a new partner, and we know how that works. Uh, Will Trap well, is at his best with Hassani Dotson with right. him. Right. Well, let, let alone the fact that you have Adrian Anu in the number 10 position as well. Mm-hmm. When does that ever happen? That has never happened with with our at least our team. Uh, I know in, I, when he was playing in France, he played in the number 10 position a couple of times, but he's always yep. been strongest as that poacher striker. Yep. And then you put Fernando uh, Adi in the striker, which I mean, uh, Adi, that, that is his natural position. So I'll give it that. Yep. But when you have Robin Lewitt on the bench, why not put him in the number 10 position? Yeah. Well, and I think that Heath wanted to like kind of gradually bring Robin Lud back. Um, so well, I kind of get why he didn't start him. But when you're missing this many guys, you start him, start him up top, you know? Yeah, I mean, because it doesn't make sense to bring him back in in no. the middle of the second half. When we're, not, when we're down. Yeah. When we're down for nothing, there's yeah. no point for that. No. And I and I think the only one of the only reasons that we brought him in was because our bench was so low. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, I mean, in, in fact, literally, if you looked at the well, log of subs, the only subs we didn't use was the goalkeepers. 
Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and so you, I mean, it's just, there was, there was no point to it at all. It was that I, so I think, well, he's, they, I mean, it's, 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 it's to get his legs under him. Maybe. I mean, he's yeah. been, you know, he is, Lude was out, you know, for, for a number of games. Um, at least, at least you get a little minute, a few minutes under your belt, get some game experience and flow. I don't think he was, I mean, you're right. I mean, if he needed to make the sub, he needed to make the sub. Maybe he preferred not to make the sub just because there was nobody else, but at least he gets into that game, gets a little flow, you know, and maybe setting up, you know, his next start potentially. I mean, there's not much more to talk about here, guys. No. A loss is a loss is a loss. It wasn't even a good loss. It was a bad loss. No. Um, we dropped out of the playoff picture after that loss. Um, after this loss on social media the next day, the Heath out crowd was in full force. Uh, there was a lot of Adrian Heath doesn't want to run this team. He's a terrible manager because he's got no bench. What's going on with the injuries? What's this? And he just doesn't know how to do things. And I understand where people are coming from with Adrian Heath. Well, I will say, and I think I on a text with you guys uh, earlier this week, I will say this, Adrian Heath needs to make the playoffs this year and he needs to at least get a victory or two in the playoffs this year. Yeah. He gets that. He gets another year. He hasn't made yeah. the playoffs this year. Uh, he's done. There, there's, no, there's no way they're bringing him back after I, all the talent he's got on this team. And he's the one who brought this talent in. You can't keep this guy around if you yeah. can't get his talent to win games for him. Yeah, I I agree. And uh, I would even go as far as to say if we do make the playoffs and lose in the first round, even then we could uh, we could probably get rid of Adrian Heath, because uh, when I mean, when you are if if you look back at what the expectations were coming into the season, we were one of the favorites to go to the MLS Cup. And um, when you're barely making it above the playoff line as it is, um, I, I think just making the playoffs isn't enough for yeah. uh, for Adrian Heath. Yeah, uh, he he needs a win in the playoffs in order to keep his job for another year, at well, least. Especially if they like sneak in on the last day. I mean, yeah, if they sneak in because other teams lost on the last day. Uh, I, I I don't know why you keep him around. Uh, it's just it's frustrating. Yeah. Now, I'm Heath wait, at, least, is, at least I was going to say. I mean, at least we you know. When you talk about Heath out, like we, I mean, obviously this podcast in general has not been Heath out uh, up until this point, but I mean, I totally agree with you guys. I'm not going to repeat it, but yeah, I think we, we have to have that conversation regardless of whether they make a run in the playoffs or not. I mean, I think I, if, if they win, if they make the playoffs and don't win, I mean, at least we're having the conversation. I mean, it has to be had, I think at this point. I will say this though. Um, I am completely against uh, getting rid of Heath before the season ends. Yeah. I, I, like I think, that. I think he needs to be given the rest of the season at the very least. Oh yeah. Uh, but then, but then we have the conversation because I know there have been some coach, even today, actually, if FC Dallas got rid of their, got rid of Luchi Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, and when you get rid of a coach in the mid season, it's just going to spell disaster for the rest of the season, no matter which way you look at it. So you might as well let the coach who's been working with your team for the past, however many years, um, I think this is his fifth year in charge. Um, just give him a chance to, to prove himself and prove that he can be the coach that everybody wants. Yep. That's it. I mean, that's right. I, I, I agree with you, Connor. I don't believe in firing, uh, coaches or managers mid season. Unless a team is actually is absolutely a dumpster fire, um, 
I just think it's better off to go through the rest of the season and then in the off season, get a new guy in to kind of do all the things they need to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying this happens, but let's say I'm definitely not saying this happens, but let's say uh, Minnesota drops, say their next two games, yeah. uh, include, which would include, of course, we're not, you know, not counting the LA galaxy game, which we'll get into a minute, but let's say they lose their next match at home against Houston and then they lose their next uh, game after that, you know, the pitchforks would be out, but yeah, oh, yeah, that doesn't mean, you know, with there's 10 games to play, even if they say lost their next two matches, that still doesn't mean they couldn't make the playoffs by going on a late run, getting a few wins in a row. And so, but by firing the coach, firing Heath at that point, you, you just, it might not look bright. The future might not look bright, but it's not going to help. It's not mm-hmm. going to help the right. end season. Makes situation. no sense. Yeah. Um, so get out of that game. Everybody's down because lost to Seattle, lost SKC. We talked about this being the most important three games of the season so far. Yep. And now we've dropped two of those games without even getting a point. I mean, that's, that's bad, right? No goals I mean, scored. Now, no, yeah. No goals scored. I mean, it was, it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And so we go into last night's match against the galaxy. And I think a lot of us were kind of, uh, is this this the end? I mean, this is where the, the ship, you know, just starts sinking. I mean, it, it, it going down like Titanic here. This is what's going to happen. And uh, even before the game, Connor, uh, Dave and I were on the light rail train to the match. And there was a little kid uh, with with a loons shirt on with his mom. And I said, hey, little guy, who's going to win the game tonight? And he goes, what do you say? Dave was like, I don't know. And then <laughs> no, started- the first. When you, you asked him the question, he, he was very clear. He said he thought about it for maybe a second and a half and said, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You're that's a great answer because yeah. that's exactly how I was feeling. But it was funny. I think you followed up, you know, with another question. Like, are you sure? Like, cause he, you know, he was clearly a Minnesota United fan. His mom was a fan. Yeah. Um, but you followed up with a, you know, basically the same question. And then he kind of changed his mind and said, no, I don't think so. Yeah. He said, no, to the, the same loons, question. Loons aren't going to win. No. Yeah. Ooh, gonna wow. Win. And so he of changed course, his mind. Everybody but starts I, laughing but, on there. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. But it was classic. Yeah, I would it was too. classic because I mean, like you kind of alluded to Tony, I mean, I think a lot of people were feeling that way. Um, uh, but I mean, definitely. that's why, I mean, you, you said it, we, you know, Tony and I, we went to the game and I was excited to go uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, number one, I hadn't been to, you know, because of travel and other things, I hadn't been to a loons game since the opener. Mm-hmm. And that was a much different environment with the 40, 44,000 fans or whatever it was. And, uh, but another huge reason I was excited to is because this is technically, I hate using the term, but it, it, it cause it wasn't, it, but you, uh, the term is a must win game. I mean, technically yeah. it's not because they still make the playoffs and not but win it, but it mathematically like it's not game. But after, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It felt like a must win game after Seattle and sporting Kansas city. It really did. I mean, especially coming home after two really negative results for the club. And so, yeah, it really had the feeling of a must win because if they didn't win or if they, you know, even a draw, you know, you're not feeling great, but a loss, you know, it just, I don't know. It, it would be, it'd be, you'd be falling into a pit of despair as a fan, I should say, but, but it yeah, wasn't, I mean, so I just wanted to go 
had that buzz. It had that must win feel to it. But it was, I mean, it kind of was a must win game and not from standings wise or, you know, points wise, but from a fan standpoint and yeah. from, a, from a morale perspective, morale, for sure. Yeah, exactly. From morale. You're right, Connor, from a morale yeah. perspective, you need to win this game. Um, so we get in this game guys and guess what? <gasps> Robin Lud's in the starting lineup. <gasps> Ray's in the starting Ray lineup. Nelson. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Chase Casper's well, back. Alonzo's back. <gasps> look at look at our starting front four up top. We have Robin Lud. Oh, look, he's playing the forward position. It's a false yeah. nine type of deal. Wow. And so yeah. we start Finley, Ray, and Fragapane out there. So my question, and Dave and I question us, where was Adrian Anu? Uh, he was on the bench. Well, and that 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 was my and we talked about the lineup once we saw it. I mean, that was I was just I mean, assuming that I mean, I was just crossing my fingers that Reynoso was going to be in the starting lineup, which he mm-hmm. was. That was awesome. Glad to see it. Robin Ludwig expected it. And he was. That was great. And I was just kind of my the letdown for me. I don't know if it was the same for you, Tony, but the letdown for me was that Anu wasn't up top. And yeah. that was and and I would have liked to have seen Robin Lude out outright. And of course, Frank Rapane, who's been back now for a couple games out left. I, I that's the lineup I wanted to see. But I wasn't don't get me wrong. I wasn't disappointed. I still thought yeah. it was a strong lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say Robin Lude had had success, you know, playing in that nine position. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And because, yeah, you're right, Dave. There's many worse things that could have happened with that. uh uh, with that lineup, hence the SKC game. But uh, um, you've got, uh, we've seen what happens when Robin Lud plays that false nine position and mm-hmm. good things happen. We've talked about yeah. it uh, many times in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then of course you have the, uh, have the Fragapane, Reynoso, uh, Finlay team, uh, which again, a lot worse things can happen. I, uh, I mean, Robin Lud is clearly good where Ethan Finley was playing that night, but um but I mean, yeah, a lot worse things can happen. Like I, it's there's, I, I was very happy with the way they started it. Um, I had just felt for a new, a little bit, but you know, that's, uh, um, you just, it, I, what I was happy with it. I, I didn't think there was any, any problem with it at all. Um, the only problem, I guess the only problem with it, it would be that uh, you were looking forward to those four being able to play together. And again, that wasn't happening. Uh, so some chemistry was being missed, uh, missed out on at yeah. that point. And I look at it like if you, I mean, I, any sport, it doesn't matter, but I look at it, you know, the omission of a new as kind of one of those things where like, if you're talking about a say wide receiver in a football team that, you know, has a couple drops, you want to get them out there as soon as possible and that we just talked about it, Hanu, if there's one bright spot from Kansas City, albeit a small one, it's the fact that, you know, he did have some opportunities. Unfortunately, you know, he missed them and hit the, you know, hit the post and won and hence the no shots on target against SKC. But oh, I just yeah. kind of feel like, God, is he cl- is he so close, you know, that you just get him out there and the floodgates open, like, you know, the game going back a couple games ago where he scored – you know, a couple goals that, you know, were kind of easy, you know, easier said than done, but easy yeah. goals. But I just, I just feel like mm, I hope that doesn't, I hope that's not a setback for a new, cause this team might need him down the stretch here. And mm. he might've been out because he's played a lot uh, with all these injuries you've had. And he's not, point. he's not really a, mm-hmm. we've seen it. He's not a 90 minute guy. I mean, so maybe he's, I don't think bit, we've ever seen him play in 90 minutes. No. And, and maybe he's a little burned out. 
you know, I mean, he's played a lot with all his injuries going on. Um, so he's had to do a lot more uh, without Ray, without uh, Lude, without Fragapane for a while. I mean, he's had to do a lot more. So mm. maybe this is Heath's way of going, okay, you need to take a little bit of a break. We've got enough guys now. You're on the bench. If we need you, we'll call you. And we really didn't need him yesterday because, frankly, we were on fire from the get-go. Um, guys, Ray came back with, like, I don't know what. Like, the guy looked amazing well, yesterday. Well, and, I mean, the fact is, Tony, I mean, we've said it since – game one of this season we knew how important Reynoso was to this club and it didn't take long into this 2021 campaign to know that Robin Lude was extremely important to this team and so when you have had their absences for so long and then all of a sudden you know in last night's game that you get them both back I mean the excitement was palatable you you could just sense it and boy it didn't take long for those two uh no what two for, we haven't even, we haven't even really sat down in our seats yet, Dave. I mean, we were, we had sat down, but we just started getting into the game, and all of a sudden, like guys, four minutes in, uh, oh. Ray with the shot uh, from outside the box, assisted by Robin Lude. Those two guys hook up. It was a and, great shot. And let's not forget, like I think I predicted the first goal by Reynoso a few minutes earlier. I think it was seconds into the game. There yeah. was a uh, a free uh, 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 Reynoso had a, a free kick opportunity yeah. for yeah. Right. just just yeah. outside the box. He ended up hitting the wall. Uh, yep. It didn't go the way I predicted it at the time, yeah. but I I was predicting a very early goal from Reynoso. Mm-hmm. Not to be disapp- disappointed, he scored just a few minutes later, and that was it. Was just I that's I don't know if that's the play that I almost knocked the goal that I almost knocked you down in our seats. No, that was number, that was number two. next. I think one. it was the next one, but yeah. I was just as excited because it was yeah. Robin Lude with the assist to Reynoso and the yeah. credit to uh, Finlay. I think Finlay got the ball mm-hmm. out wide right to start that, got it back into Lude with some nice pull-up play and then yeah. just gets it to the man, Reynoso, who uh, just in that particular goal, I think he just, it almost, it was it felt like a knuckleball, but he got it. He There was no way Klingsman had a chance on that one. He got it, you know, just on the far post out wide right. And just beautiful, just classic. Oh, yeah. Of course, you know, being at the game, Connor, Dave, and I can't see everything that they see on TV, right? So we can't do like what Sterling does when he watches on TV. He can see all these little things going on here and there, like this guy's playing bad or this guy's, you know, shouldn't be here or whatever. But from where I was sitting yesterday, where we were sitting yesterday, this whole team came out of the gates like they had something to prove. They, oh the play, yeah. The play that I saw from them on the pitch was like, hey, we got to win this game in front of our home crowd. We got to get them, you know, pumped up. And they did like right off the bat. As soon as Renelso hit that first goal, the crowd was in it for the rest of the game. Definitely. Am I I right, Dave? I mean, the crowd was in the rest of the game and we were involved in this match. Um, We uh, so that first goal. The the wonder the wonder wall was as organized as that as i would normally oh well expect it, but, should we uh, let's before we get I, to the I next know we're going to touch on that later let's no let's talk about it let's that. talk about it now okay yeah. uh before we get to the next goal i should talk about it before the game but and i don't know connor if you saw this on i'm sure you saw this on twitter what yeah, happened you talked about uh you talked talk about it just before the show right um yeah. just so, mentioned it no i did not see it actually um, so what it what had happened was uh minnesota united came out with a statement uh i think it was 
Friday saying, hey, we strongly recommend you guys wear masks when you're back at Allianz Field. And if you're going inside anywhere, you have to wear a mask. And uh, that's that. A lot of the fans have been calling for them to have an actual vaccine or negative test mandate to get into Allianz Field like a bunch of other MLS teams have done. Well, now slow down. I mean, to be fair, let's put it on the record. Um, It's not a I mean, there's five MLS clubs that require a vaccine man that require proof of vaccination or or a negative test. And and three of those are in Canada where that is not a club decision that is a that is a government decision. Sure. Um, And they, and in addition to that, I don't, at least for baseball, I believe it's across the board professional sports or any gathering. They have limited capacities still. Yeah. Uh, Like for Toronto blue Jays, for example, Toronto blue Jays, they're in the playoff stretch, you know, at least, you know, they're, they're, they're in the playoffs as of today, Mm -hmm. but I mean, they, they're crowd at the Rogers center, which is a 40,000 seat stadium, they are limited to 15,000 fans at that stadium, not by the club, but by yeah. the government. So, I mean, but, I, to be fair, I think there's only two clubs in the, in the United States. Uh, it's Vancouver and Seattle that actually enforce those types of rules. But we've, so it's not like, it's not like everybody else is doing this other than Minnesota United, but there's, just, uh, there's want, other teams. I want to make that very clear. But there's other teams that are doing it, Dave. And that's the point. Two I think other that, teams. I think that's the point that these supporters are saying is let's be safe. Let's do this. Right. And yeah, but um, I, I, that's yeah, I agree. That's what they're saying. But it's really technically only two other MLS franchises that are enforcing their a vaccine mandate. So to expect that to expect Minnesota United to do something like that at, at this point, I'm not saying that's going to change, but I think it's I don't I think people are are at least the reaction you see on Twitter is surprise and shock, but it shouldn't be. I mean, because it's not the norm. Well, it's, it's not, not like everybody, every other, it doesn't, is doing that. but no, it doesn't matter, Dave, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's not the norm, but it's a, it's, it's a, and I don't, I'm not going to say it's a right or wrong thing to do, but from the supporters, uh, supporters groups, it's the right thing to do for, for this team and for the fans <laughs> at that game. I mean, that's how they feel. Uh, I think a lot of fans, especially in soccer, feel the same way that, this should be happening, right? Yeah, and I, I, I just, I just saw some pushback, and I, and I'm just, I had to point this out. I mean, the fact is, those supporters are still in the stands. They're sitting, you know, and I, I, I don't want to. I'm kind of quoting something I saw, but I mean, there, there's 19,000 other people in that stadium. Yeah, a lot of those people took light rail transportation. I mean, they're, they're doing, you know, it's not like um, this is a decision you're making to go to this game. Well, yeah, let's let's talk about what they did. So the supporters groups decided. So it's like were, I, people are just getting irate. I'm sorry. People are getting irate that they're not having a vaccine mandate, but they're still going to the game. Like if you don't but, want to go to the game, don't go. That's what like, but that's what I'm saying, Dave, is that the supporters groups were mad about it. But all they did really to protest it was have no capos and no Thunderwall. OK, that's all yeah. they did. And you're right, Dave. There was there was some people on Twitter who were saying, hey, if you really want to. Uh, protest this match, uh, then don't go to the game. Uh, all you guys right. in the sports sections, watch it somewhere else outside or watch it wherever and don't go to the game. Leave that section my, empty. That was essentially my point. And Tony, I think even before you and I stepped into that state and we were talking, we were talking at dual citizen, dual citizen brewing company. I mean, just like if you want to make a statement, 
do something else because that wasn't it because to the average fan yeah i understand it's a kind of a big deal for those in the wonder wall it's a big deal i get it but for the average fan that's sitting in that stadium they might not even have known the difference no quite frankly for the average people are still chanting and singing and cheering and you, you honestly might not have known the difference especially after in this case the fourth minute goal and like you said tony great point yeah. From that point on, the place was mm-hmm. loud, and, and there was still ch- still chanting going on. It was we were yeah. still chanting. So there were no. So- I don't think there. Do you? There were no songs though. No, there, there no. were no songs being. No, sung. you and I did. I honestly, you know, I noticed that. I missed that, of course. You know, to hear some of those songs and chants that you're very familiar with after attending many games. But so yeah, I, I mean, I noticed it. I'm just. I just feel like. You know, the average fan yeah. might not have noticed a difference unless you were no. looking for it. No. So they did the whole kind of protest that way, which, yeah. you know, whatever they want to do, that's them. I I don't belong to supporters groups. I know people in those supporters groups. Um, we can disagree about stuff about it, but it is what it is. And the, the funny thing is, and I, I, I think this, I think um, Blackheart, Dave and I went to Blackheart afterwards, Connor. And they right. require you to show proof of vaccination there. Is that so, right? Yeah, on Friday, Fridays and okay. Saturday nights, you got to show proof of vaccination. Okay. So huh. what Blackheart has done is kind of said, okay, well, if the stadium's not going to require it, we're going to require it here, uh, especially on after a game on a Saturday or whatever, we're going to require it here. Mm-hmm. How hard was it, Dave, to get in there with our proof of vaccination? It was very easy. It was easy. not hard. Yeah. It was not Just hard at all. Show them the they, app. They make it very easy. In fact, they... Yeah, they said, I mean, you have, we had the apps, but I mean, they yeah. also make it easy to say if you have a picture of your vaccine card or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So that I'm not saying, yeah, it, I, I'm really, this is a tough one for me, but I mean, cause I, I, I just, I can only speculate, you know, I know this is a business and mm-hmm. I know Minnesota, I don't know, but I can assume that Minnesota United is, is not making a decision like that based on a fear of lost revenue. Well, and, and but they do, they can make it easy, especially, I mean, I have my, I'm a little like, you know, from someone who travels a lot, I'm a little leery of like, okay, you can get a COVID, you need a, a negative COVID test to get on a flight. I needed a negative COVID test to get back in the United States, yep. you know, and that's fine. And I took my test and even though I was vaccinated, I took my test and, but I, I'm still leery about that because it's like, well, you know, I took my test, you know, within, I think in my case, it was 48 hours, but the requirement is 72 hours. And it's like, I, if I took my test 48 hours, then I could technically contract COVID in the 47th hour. Potentially. And, yes. And yeah. So there, there, there's no, there's no good answer. And we, sh- I don't want to, let's not spend too much time on this, but you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. right. You guys are right. Allianz Field could make that statement and it would not be a hassle that no. much for people. No, it I don't know, but I just I don't know how many people wouldn't go to games because of that. I just don't know the answer to that. So there's it'd be no a, point. It'd be a minority. Um, I, LA. Just before we get out of here, uh, the Las Vegas uh, Raiders required in their stadium, right? Um, so and did they still have a sellout? They probably. Of course did. they do. Of course, yeah. They do. Of course, yeah, okay. it's the NFL. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so people, if people want to go to the game, they're going to go to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Totally. Um, so let's get back into the game. Uh, we got the first goal from Reynoso. That was a long tangent. Good to go. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we got the first goal from Reynoso, and then, like, what is it, like, 15 minutes later, Dave? He fucking scores another one. The guy was, yeah. like, on fire. 
outside Incredible. the box, top right corner, assisted by Fragapane. Uh, that's the one where Dave almost pushed me over on top of people because he was so excited about uh, his his score. So I think um, I think it was I think it was because yeah, it was Reynoso again. It just it's an excellent exclamation point yeah. on his importance to this club and just seeing him score again would just mm-hmm. it put me over the top i was so excited to see it yeah. i honestly didn't even see the assist from frank Apone as we were watching it live but boy did i see a shot because again we were sitting for to put uh, as we described this we were we were right along the end line on that mm-hmm. goal for those first two uh goals by Reynoso. so we had a great view of the both of them mm-hmm. and it was just i was just so excited knowing that his he had his brace. And the first thing I thought about, and probably as I'm trying to tackle you to the ground, Tony, I probably said, are we going to see it? Is he going to get a hat trick after that? Yeah, brace? That's right. You like, said I that. Yeah. Hat-trick. I was mo- I was like, Oh, we're going to see a hat trick. We're going to see a hat trick. This is that Darwin would have been Carroll. amazing. No. Like, I, I, I thought about too, the hat trick, but I was just, I happy did too. Got, I just happy you got the brace. I was just happy yeah. like right away. And, and guys really, getting those two goals in the first 20 minutes really set the tone for us the game. Because at that point, I think the team kind of locked into a more of a, I wouldn't say defensive approach, but a more like a, you know, we don't need to score another goal. If we don't want to, we can do some passing. We can have some good possession. We can kind of play our game now. And we have to worry about, you know, trying to catch up or trying to score goals. Yeah. And, which is great because uh, I, I like how you said they weren't paying, playing defensive, Tony. Because it it, it really it, it really wasn't that way. They they no. weren't trying to protect their lead at all. They were they were more just uh, playing the game of soccer and playing mm-hmm. a good game of soccer. Yeah. It was a complete switch from the Sporting KC game, yep. and it's it was just it was amazing to see that kind of chemistry back on the field, mainly due to Ray and uh, and Lou being back in the lineup. Um, but uh, it was just they they look to comp- their they, their their motivation. So something must have happened. I don't oh, know yeah. what I, I don't know what happened, but something must have happened to get their motivation up 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 on the field because they looked like they couldn't do anything wrong that day. Well, yeah. what motivates yeah. you more, and, Connor? I mean, two losses yeah. in a row. Come on. Yeah, that oh, actually, yeah. Connor. That Connor. That's perfect. You're right. It did feel like Minnesota could do nothing wrong, and and I feel kind of like this. The game opened up certainly, yeah. and not not surprisingly, after a two, you know, once you get up to two goals, it definitely opens up the game. That's why they say it's the most dangerous lead in soccer, you know, yeah. because it does open up the team. The other team has to make, you know, has to take chances, and certainly, I mean, Elliot um, or Gax did that i mean they 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 had their chances too i mean it was almost like watching la galaxy reminded me of minnesota because la galaxy had their chances in this game there's no doubt about it but they just couldn't they could not finish themselves and And so we had seen we had seen that from minnesota plenty so la galaxy could have scored but didn't you know one of the big reasons one of the big reasons for that day was because uh chicharito did not start this game he came off the bench after in the second half, I think if Chicharito had been in this game to begin with, I think we would have seen a different game from the Galaxy than we did. Yeah, um, yeah I you agree. Could tell, you could tell that offensively they just weren't clicking on all cylinders, and Chicharito come, can come in and just take a game over. I mean, yeah, absolutely. But I think that's what happens whenever LA Galaxy comes to town, is because uh, most people don't think of Minnesota as a powerhouse in soccer, yeah. and I think yeah, I think. The LA Galaxy are some of those people, which is why they don't start people like uh, Chicharito. And 
I think, um, I mean, Ibrahimovic started his games for LA Galaxy whenever they came here. Oh, but don't, don't then talk you've about got, that. Well, not a TCF bang. <laughs> no, he, no, yeah. <laughs> well, remember, do you remember? Do you guys remember uh, Ibrahimovic with the uh, turf and kicking up the the big chunks of sod in front of goal? Yeah, am I wrong that? about that? Did 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 he? Did am I wrong? Did he, Ibrahimovic? Did he start at at uh, TCF Bank Stadium? Yeah, he did start yes. that one. Okay. He yeah. scored the yeah. first goal that day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Ibra started. Um, I know that when um, it, it happens with a lot of teams, actually, I remember when Orlando came to town a few years ago, Kaka wasn't with them. Um, and uh, it's just been a lot of I just just a lot of they don't bring a lot of their big stars or start a lot of their big stars because they don't think of Minnesota as a powerhouse in soccer. And they no. they tend to underestimate and that's why uh, teams like Montreal have never been, been ever to beat us. And we've always had the upper hand over Portland. And it's just, it, it, it annoys the hell out of me, but I'm getting a little off track here, but. Uh, well, um, no, Connor, that, that's a great take. That's an excellent take uh, actually. Um, and I hadn't really heard somebody, you know, put it into words as well as you just did there. That that's an outstanding point. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause you're right. LA galaxy, they've never lost to this team, this Minnesota club. So no. what, what are they afraid about? You know, on yeah. the road or at home or elsewhere, it doesn't matter. They've never yeah. lost. Yep. Yeah. What are they afraid of? Probably nothing. Nothing. So, yeah. um, guys, we go into the half up two nil. We know that's a dangerous lead to have in soccer. Uh, and then the second half, oh, we really, above most other teams. Yeah. And the second half, really, it was the same back and forth, back and forth. But we get to the 66th minute, and that's when Ethan Finley uh, hit a goal there with a great through pass from Fragapane. Finley was on the run up uh, in, right down the middle of, of the pitch. Fragapane hit him on the run. Finley just had to beat the goalie. He did. 3-0, guys. I mean, yeah. at, the game, at that point, I was in the-, the game's over. I was in the bathroom for that goal. I, you I were. Oh no! Yeah, you were. That's <laughs> yeah. see, Connor. That's that's the problem. Honestly, I'm not even mad about it sometimes because sometimes I think you know what? Hey, yeah, I missed the goal. I'm at, I'm literally in Allianz Field to to witness these kind of things, and I'm in the bathroom. But you know what? I on at that point to to go up three nil. I didn't even feel bad. I'm like, you know what? If yeah. I was if I wasn't in the bathroom, he probably wouldn't have scored. No, yeah, I have that kind of thought. No. Well, that's, I know yeah. at the time there was also a question on this goal of whether Ethan Finley was offside or not. Yeah, there was well. a, there was a question of that, um, but uh, I, I don't. He think was he not. Was. He was. He, not. he was the the player uh, the player on the on the close side, at least from where uh, from where the camera was. Um, I think it was on the camera was uh, being displayed from the same end uh, from the same side as you guys were sitting. I saw the photos you guys took last night. Yep. Um, but. Uh, uh, According to that camera, the the player on the on the near side was keeping him on on side. So yeah. I think he was on side. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Um, and that's the problem with sitting on an aisle seat like Dave and I did yesterday, is yeah. that you you feel like you can get up whenever you want to because you're not like that's going in front a, of anybody. So you yeah. can just leave whenever you want to. That, I knew. Well, I knew I knew I'd be back in about ninety seconds, maybe two minutes at the most. I didn't yeah. think I was going to miss anything. But uh, again, like I said, I, I mean. Just knowing that they scored, I didn't even feel bad. Already being up two nil um, mm-hmm. when they got that third, and I could hear it. I could hear it. I didn't see oh, I it, bet. but I could I hear bet, it, yeah. and I knew. I knew instantly 
happy. And I, you know what? I wasn't even mad. I was just happy. And, and the fact that once I learned that Frank Apane got a second assist in this game, you know, he's involved as he has in other games this season. Oh, yep. it just it was just fantastic. And at that point, I know Tony and Tony and I were having conversations where like, how confident do you feel? And I said, well, you know, maybe next goal when, when they were up two nil, I said, yeah, maybe next goal wins because that could turn the tide momentum. Mm-hmm, but right. once they got that third goal at that point in the game, we were resting easy. We were right. just enjoying, yeah. soaking it up, enjoying the game. It was uh, again, it was a, a great feeling that third goal is just the icing on the cake. Um, and then of course, after that, it was emptying the benches and getting guys in there. Rosales came back, came in again, uh, you know, Anu got his got in there on the 70th minute. Um, I know Jacory uh, Hayes came in, so we were getting guys out on the pitch. Kalman came in too, um, but after that third goal from Finley, it really was, you know, game over. Game over. Play the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, so we end up guys with a three nil win against the Galaxy, a much needed win. Uh, First because, ever win against LA Galaxy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, which actually, by the way, guys, but by, by the way, guys, a uh, milestone win, not only for the LA galaxy, it was our first win against the LA galaxy. We have now beaten every single West team. Oh, nice. Mm. There you go. That That's was the good. last the LA wow. galaxy were the last try. We have now beaten every single team in the West and we only have one team left to go in the MLS that we have not beaten. No and, uh, and yeah, we are, uh, we are playing them later this year at Allianz field, the Philadelphia union. Oh, wow. We'll be playing. Yeah. Wow. Um, so guys, let's step into a quick break here. And when we come back, what I want to talk about is where we're at in the standings at this point and who we've got coming up here next and what we can do to kind of get ourselves back up in the playoff race. I mean, we are still now in the playoffs again after last night's game, but of course things change now because for the next- at least, 90 minutes or so yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens well as we're uh as we're talking portland is currently playing um playing lafc uh two teams that are on either side of the on either side of the conference to us and right now it's 1-1 in the 27th minute yep so, so technically uh, if we're live standings we might just just be out of the playoffs but yep. uh, we'll talk uh, about that more when we come yep. yeah. back so uh we're back in just about a minute here And we're back, everybody. Uh, after a little break, come back. Um, guys, let's talk about where we're at in the standings right now. As it sits, we are in seventh place in the West, uh, and we're sitting at 34 points. Uh, Portland is right there with us at 34 points. Uh, LAFC is right behind us at 33. San Jose is at 30. Vancouver is 29. Dallas at 27. And Houston at 26. So, Again, guys, this bottom of the yeah, yeah. what happened? We might have to restart. In cases, oh. he's back. He's okay, back. He's back. That was right. very confusing. I don't know what that happened. Internet connection is unstable. What the frick? How can it be unstable? Internet connection should be like fantastic, but whatever. Yeah, it's right. your American online we... acting up again. Yeah. No, we're fine. <laughs> we're, we're fine. We'll we'll kick it in here. It doesn't matter. Um, so guys, where we're sitting right now is uh, seventh in the seventh in the West. Um, we got uh, who's playing right now, guys, Portland and Portland and LAFC are playing right now. OK, which which is interesting, uh, you know, because if we're talking about the standings before that game started, 
they sandwich us in the position, you know, playoff positioning between sixth and eighth. So it, that game will very much affect how Minnesota sits as far as the playoff standings go tomorrow morning when you wake up. So, yeah. What do we have a live score, uh, Connor? Because I yeah, think the last time we saw it's still 1 1. Uh, and it is right now the 34th minute. Okay, right so it's that's kind of fun because those, so then technically because of that, I think LAFC if the re, if that result held, um, LA LAFC would be bumped up with thirty four points, and then given their they would have this if assuming it was a draw, they'd have the same number of wins, but they would probably get the nod because of goals scored. I'm assuming. And I think so it's goal difference. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, Connor. Good point. But either way, Minnesota, then if this result holds would find themselves once again, out of the playoff picture, but it, that doesn't matter. There's 10 games left remaining on the schedule, at least for Minnesota United. Um, but what it does tell you is how, you know, congested these standings are. So, you know, we can go back and say that game one mattered, but you know, we, there's 10 left on the schedule for Minnesota United and they all yep. matter. Every single, every single match, every single point yep. matters. It's point. everything. And so moving forward here, guys, every, every game look, is a, is a big game. Uh, there let's, is no let's, question. Let, if we're looking at the standings, which we are, let's, let's talk about this. So what are your kind of maybe expectations like i was just before you dropped off tony i was thinking okay so minnesota here is struggling right on the playoff line and they literally are struggling fortunately they had the three nil result against la galaxy helps a ton but what should we expect what are our expectations i mean to me it almost seems like minnesota is grouped in with about five teams, you know, Salt Lake all the way down to even San Jose. Oh, yeah. I'd like to say Dallas because they, I, I don't know if I can include Dallas anymore, but certainly there's five or six teams that to me seem like they're battling for a playoff spot. Is it yep. too optimistic at this point to think that Minnesota could still be in contention for a home playoff match? No, um, no, no. After last so. night's game, after last night's game, Dave, I don't think so because, you know, we just gained three points on the Galaxy. Galaxy sits at 38 points. We're at 34. I mean, and we have a game in hand over the Galaxy as well. Exactly right. So, I mean, yeah. fourth place is not out of the realm of possibility here. Um, but anything above that is not going to happen. So, no. yeah, Colorado, Sporting KC, and Seattle are pretty well grouped up there. They're out right. of range of pretty much anyone. You don't see. Okay. So maybe, maybe I should phrase it differently then. Maybe let's include LAFC, regardless, regardless of how their game goes tonight. losing people again me what the heck is going on here difficult because it's not like we're we're not just in a bad battle with this point i think so it's not just like we're looking at la i said lafc i'm in la galaxy we're not just in battle with them for fourth we're in a battle with salt lake and portland and oh. even la sorry sorry david so i'm gonna cut you off there tony we got you back there i think all right, we did. no not at all but you you see what i'm saying so it's not as simple as looking at la galaxy and saying we gained you know three points on them it's also it, you got to look above in the standings and there's three teams at this point maybe four tomorrow yeah you have to fight 
oh, yeah. through these final 10 games. I, I Either way, I, I think after starting 0-4, again, if you ask me before the season started, I'm really disappointed with where Minnesota sits in the standings at this point. But if you told me at 0-4, Minnesota would still be battling for a playoff spot. And even potentially, like you guys pointed out, a home playoff match, I'd still I'd be really happy. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, guys, it's it's gonna come down to these last 10 games, of course. And if you guys look at who we're playing in the next 10 games, yeah. I mean, really, I'll just go through the list real quick, guys. Um, we've got Houston coming up, and then we got DC, we got Dallas, we got Colorado, we got Austin. Philadelphia, LAFC, uh, Vancouver, SKC, and the Galaxy again. There's at Yikes. least there's at least well there's lost, at least lost, there's lost, no lost, there's lost. there's Dave there's and at least Dave. there's at least <laughs> six kidding. there's at least six games in there I think that we're we should win. I agree. Um, and there's probably four that are going to be a challenge. I uh, get to the end of the season, about- guys, and the SKC game on 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 Halloween, guys, SKC. That's going to be a huge game. I mean, yeah, it is. Well, Tony, if 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 you've got the schedule ahead in front of you, what uh, what day is decision day in the MLS this year? November. That 7th. would be November seventh. Yep. Okay. And we're playing the Galaxy. On I wouldn't day. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to that day. Now, I mean, I'm not saying that Minnesota would need a win to 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 advance into the playoffs on that day. But I wouldn't be surprised if that day determines a lot. And I mean a lot. Oh yeah. And that's why that is so exciting because all the games kick off at the same time. And I think that day is going to mean something to a lot of clubs, including Minnesota United. I hope it means a difference between say a home playoff match and an away playoff match and not Mm -hmm. playoffs or no playoffs. We'll see. We'll see how that goes, but yeah, I agree with that. There's um, yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right, Tony. I think there are six of these that we could realistically win. Uh, I think Houston is one of them next week. Um, We've, if we've proven that we can beat Houston on the road um, so we can beat them at home too. Uh, Of course uh, now Houston, I don't know if you guys have heard this now Houston has started playing Darwin Quintero again. And he what? scored and scored what? last night. Oh, <clears throat> um, and apparently now there I've seen a couple people on Twitter saying now that Darwin Quintero is back, Houston's a team again. <laughs> and and we we've I remember feeling like that once when he played for Minnesota. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember not feeling like it's, that before he left the team. Um, it but, is funny though because like if you're fan, Connor, thanks for bringing that up. But I mean, if you're a fan of Houston, I mean t- technically. At 26 points, you're, you know, you get a couple wins, you string a few wins. That's what I'm saying. You, even if you lost, if Minnesota lost a couple, you, if you're Houston and you string a couple wins together, you're right there. You oh, yeah. Know. Yeah. You're, it's, you're it's definitely fun. still in, you're definitely still in the conversation. Um, yeah. The problem with Houston is they have to also rely on every other club, you know, kind of right. falling off as well. So, right. Tough. Yeah, moving down the schedule here, we've got uh, we've got DC United in DC. Uh, DC right now is in uh, sitting in the eastern one of the two Eastern Conference games we play this year. They're in eighth place in the East right now, uh, and they actually have the same amount as same same amount of points as us. Um, so it could be a better game than you would think. Since we're going out to DC, I think that one's one game that we probably could I won't win. Maybe. 
maybe we won't lose that game. Maybe we could get a point out of that game. Maybe. Um, yeah. But uh, it's it's going to be a, a pretty well-rounded, well-matched game, I think. Yep. Uh, then you move on to FC Dallas. We're playing in Dallas. Again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Luchi Gonzalez was fired today. Um, he uh, So FC Dallas are right now without a head coach. Um, I think that will put a big damper on Dallas' season, even more of a damper than there already is. And Minnesota, I think, will have a better chance of winning that game. Then you've got Colorado at home. Our only home game against Colorado, by the way, this year. Um, yeah. I think that, we can win that one. And that's actually, Connor, that's a big game because it's an ESPN game. It's an actual ESPN, Ooh. Um, I think, national game. No. And so uh, that could be huge. Uh, I will us. say this. Like, you're really, you're really putting it all out there, Connor, because I mean, tell you, if there's any sport – you know, it MLS is just so hard to predict, and you're just putting all your predictions out there. I think that's impressive that you're doing that. I really do because uh, you know, thank you. What's probably going to happen is the opposite of everything you said. We'll, we'll probably win the games that you don't expect. You, you know what I mean, though? Yeah, so- I, I do. I'm I'm so knocking on wood right now, though. Whenever I'm saying all these things, and just because right. I just don't want to jinx anything, because whenever you look into the future, it changes. So right. I just um, I just love it. I just love it because like if. If you're a fan of sports betting, I used to be a, a big sports better. I'm not so much anymore, but I mean, I betting on sports, that's it, it can be fun, but I'll tell you what, one league I would not bet on if I was a sports better or big into it isn't the MLS because it's crazy. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. It's so hard. I mean, granted, get, you know, props to Kansas City and Seattle this year. They, they've taken care of business, but aside from them, it's so hard to predict these results. It's unbelievable. Oh, and I should say, of course, New England. You know, Co- well, Colorado's betting, up there too. Who would have predicted? Yeah, who would have predicted New England to uh, be leading the East this year? Yeah. You know, by, you by know. quite a margin too. If, if you if you look yeah. at the if you look at the Eastern Conference standing, they're on fifty six points. Nashville is number two at forty one. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Kicking yeah. the shit out. Not, of it's not yeah. quite like Leicester City winning the uh, you know Premier League a few years ago, but it. it surprising and yeah just, definitely most people wouldn't have predicted new england to be comfortably ahead you know not only of the east but you know even potentially the supporter shield which it looks like they've got a lock on it right now i think they've locked it up um they i, I don't think they've officially confirmed it yet but I, I think they've got it locked up i don't think there's anybody that can catch them no no yeah. I, I unlikely very unlikely you know so, props to them that's cool i mean guys what we've talked about here is what's going on, what's going to happen in the future, like 10 games. Yeah. We could win all those games and get 30 freaking points. That's not going to happen. Uh, but what do you guys think? I mean, just a, just a off top of your head, how many points are the, are the loons going to get in the, the last 10 games? I mean, just think it out. Mm. Like I'm thinking I, for me, it's like, I think they're going to get about 20 points. I mean, that's, that's my prediction. 20 points in the last 10 games. Um, that's what I'm thinking. What do you guys think? Um, that's, that's a tough one. That's a good question. I, uh, yeah, no, that's a good question. I, I, I'll start by saying I, I see this team uh, finishing in, I'm going to go, I'm going to go the six, six seed because I, I even, so basically I'm saying, I think they'll have a, they'll make the playoffs, but finish six. I think the competition with LAFC might 
heat up um, and there's some good teams ahead of Minnesota still. So I think to, to move ahead of these quality teams in the West is going to be an awfully big challenge because yeah. even if Minnesota does well down the stretch, and I, I think Tony, even if they got 20 points, I don't know that that would be good enough to get up into say the four spot. I don't know that it would be. And so that's why I think I might go slightly lower. I might say something like 18 points averaging, you know, six wins, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think I'm, I'm right in between you guys. I actually just went through them all and, uh, and, and thinking what, what's going to happen in there. I'm saying 19 points. Mm. Um, Cause uh, I think uh, just, I mean, I'm not going to go through all the games. Um, I think I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I think the Lewins only lose one more game this year wow. and it's, de- and it's decision day, day uh, at uh, LA galaxy. Wow. I think Jeez. that's the only game they'll lose. I think they'll either so high or win all the rest of them. So the real, the real question then Connor, I, I put it out there. I do not think Minnesota will be hosting a playoff game. Uh, if they do that, would that be good enough in your mind to get into that fourth spot? In the West, uh, and if they get 19 points, that's a good question. Um, so right now, right right now, LA Galaxy is only uh, five points above them. Yeah, uh, it might be good enough. Uh, I it's that's really hard to say, Dave. Uh, but um, I, I think it might be good enough. Uh, depending on how the other teams do, of course, you've got uh, all the big giants up there, and LA Galaxy uh, has proven that they can play with them as well. Um, it's really hard to say, though. It's such a tough prediction to make. Yeah. I I think I think just because of you know because of Minnesota starting out in own four hole to start the season that I mean they handicapped themselves there you know, oh, yeah. you know metaphorically speaking and I just think if they if they make the playoffs that's they're they're probably feeling I mean they're lucky there and so that's where I see them I think they're 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 on the road I mean you know they're going to be playing a team like. I don't know. It could be Colorado. It could be LA Galaxy on the road, but it's going to be a tough slot in either way. But they've, hey, last year they proved that they could go on the road in the playoffs and win. So, yeah, that's yep. true. Not, and not um, deep out yet. So, you know, uh, yeah. fun fact, uh, guys only two teams in the history of the MLS ha- have uh, started 0 4 and made the playoffs. Whoa, dang. And uh, uh, I think it was NYCFC. And I can't remember who the other team is. Um, and NYCFC actually started 0-5 that year Jeez. and still and still made the playoffs. But mm. we could be the third team. Well, that would be that'd be exciting, guys. So yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff still happening in this season. Ten more games left. It's gonna be it's gonna be a sprint to the playoffs, guys. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, let's get in some uh, soccer history from Connor here before we get out of here today. Yeah. Uh, and I've got an interesting one here today, guys, because uh, this is about the time uh, during the history years that the Thunder would be playing their uh, playoff game, playoff matches in the USL A-League back in the day. So we're going to start with September 13th. And I, th- I think the last day we did it was the 12th, right? We, I think we yeah, did the 12th. Pretty sure, yeah. um, Sounds right. So, uh, we're going to go, this is the, this one is the first of a two-parter, by the way, guys, um, in, on September 13th, 2000, the Thunder lost leg one of the USL 
A-League Western Conference semifinal, 3-0 mm. at the Vancouver 86ers. Mm. The 86ers? Wow. The 86ers. I don't know what that's all about. Well, that's a, you guys know what 86 is, right? Oh, yeah. So when yeah. I when I worked in you know the food industry, if you 86 something, you didn't have it on the menu anymore. So I don't know. Maybe they're 86 in their opponents. I don't understand. But that's why yeah. I always get confused whenever uh, why they named uh, that Star Wars reference to Order 66. They should have made it 86. Yeah, definitely. Because then Order. they could have done like execute all the Jedi. Order execute order 86. That's right. Could have done that. All right. Um, moving on to September 14th. Uh, that's going to be a few days before we, it's going to be a couple days before we make, uh, part two of this. Uh, but we're going to go with, um, <laughs> 1984 when the, when the strikers are still playing outdoors, they lost four nil against the San Diego soccers. Oh yeah. The good old soccers. Yeah. We haven't, uh, we haven't heard of them for a while. Classic. One of the worst names in all of soccer history, the soccers. I just yep. they just they just gave up. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they did. Said, they said screw it. That's it. Yeah. Um September 15th, we're gonna go with 2019. United win 3-1 over Rail Salt Lake. I was there for that game. That was uh that we took control of that uh pretty good. Nice, there. nice. Yeah. Uh oh, here's part two, everybody. Um September 16th, 2000, when the Thunder win leg two of the USL A-League Western Conference semifinal against the Vancouver 86ers on a golden goal in overtime. Nice. End up winning on aggregate 4-3. Nice. Imagine going 3-0 down in the first leg, winning winning 4-0 in the second leg and and making it over to the the Western Conference finals. And they actually ended up going to the the championship game that year, but they lost to the the Rochester Raging Rhinos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on to September 17th, um, 2011, when the Stars draw at the Tampa Bay Rowdies, 1 1. Little hide to Sterling on that one. He, uh, yeah, he filled us in on some Tampa Bay Rowdy stuff uh, coming mm-hmm. in late. Right. Oh. Uh, 1998, September 18, when the Thunder. Win leg one of the USISL A League Western Conference semifinal, two one against the Seattle Sounders. Nice, the Sounders. Yeah, yeah, yeah back before the Sounders were in the MLS. Yeah, I can't. You know, I always think the Sounders have been in the MLS for a long time, but they really haven't. I mean, no, put... I think they only went in in two thousand nine. I think yeah. is well, yeah. yeah. What was the date on that? September sixteenth. That September eighteenth. Eighteenth. I feel like that was pretty close to the, the night of Randy Moss's coming out party in oh, Green Bay. Uh, it sounds sounds about right. <laughs> <coughs> I think it was a that was a little earlier September, but yeah, that was uh, uh, that was a big day. I remember that day. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the jab there, but I had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Man. Oh, for those who are listening right now, we just watched the Vikings. Uh, kicker curse as <laughs> yeah. well yeah that's yeah. still that's still a thing that's still a yeah. thing like Vikings 20 years later Vikings. Yeah. exactly yeah. right um and then today september 19th uh we're gonna go with um 2010 when the stars win one nil against the vancouver whitecaps Ooh, the whitecaps again uh the whitecaps do it the whitecaps have only been nimble for a short amount of time too right i mean they really i think so yeah 
Yeah, I think Vancouver, they've been in the league for maybe 10 years. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, yeah. yeah. And the, the one thing I didn't know about Vancouver was they have a stadium that is was at one point extremely similar to the Metrodome. Mm-hmm. Like that stadium was built. Now it was renovated since. Yeah. But when they originally built that Vancouver uh, arena or stadium, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, it looked yeah. almost identical to the Metrodome. And then they went through some renovations that made it look a lot better from the outside. <laughs> it, so. it does. And I actually have looked at it from, from the inside and um, I, I haven't been to the stadium, but so I've seen inside pictures of the stadium and it actually kind of looks like a mini Wembley a Ooh, little bit. Nice. Nice. It's, it looks really nice. nice. Um, yeah. There you have it. Your history for the day, gentlemen. Awesome. Dude. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You're right. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, well guys, Again, we're we're happy because we beat the Galaxy. Um, Finally, at least we're at least we're not talking about this team again sinking or anything like that. It would have been terrible to be talking about three losses in a row. Uh, but uh, well, let alone the fact that it was a pretty convincing win too. Yeah. So, yeah. so we've got uh, next game is with Houston, right? Next week. Yep. yep. Okay. At, at home. At home. At Alliance Field on Saturday yeah. night against yep. Houston. So that's. Yep. Um, that's a must win for a different reason. It's not because they, you know, need, need the win again. It's, it's a different reason because if they lose to a team like Houston at home, you'd be serious. That'd be the, you know, like I said earlier, Heath out pitch. Oh, yeah. so I oh, think yeah. that if you lose to Houston at home after beating the LA galaxy, it just wipes the victory against the LA galaxy out. It's, it's just, it would just be stupid to lose to Houston at home. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll have a semi-full roster uh, by next Saturday. Maybe some of these guys will come back. Uh, sure, I hope so. You know, get some get some bench players back out here and. Uh, have well, a and hopefully, team. hopefully during training this week, we'll see a little. We'll oh. hear a little bit more about uh, uh, the top four playing together a little bit more in mm-hmm. uh, in training as well. Yeah, yep. yeah. Quick, quick hitter. Um, let's let's our old co-host David Sterling made the point of, and I think it was an interesting one. He made point of saying i that he hopes to see hanu start up top in in number nine position striker mm-hmm. um because he 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 although he gave credit to lude's assist on the on reynoso's first goal he he tended to think that kind of lude disappeared from that game um, yeah. after that point mm-hmm. which i guess he might be right honestly right. because he didn't lude didn't make a at least from my position in the stands it didn't appear mm-hmm. that he made a big uh impact on the game going forward so we'll no see it what didn't happens. look like it yeah i mean getting those top four guys on the pitch together for at least a couple games in a row would be fantastic and uh hopefully they score a bunch of goals and we can stop talking about them being uh injured all the time so yeah uh before we got here guys i gotta say thanks to our sponsor roughneck scarves which will scarf supplier to mls usl and us soccer custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com myself tony for dave and connor we'll talk to you guys in about a week see ya all right